Hi there. So let's continue with our studies on organizational mission and uh, objective. So in the previous video, we ended on objectives. We look at the uh, features of objectives. We spoke about the SMARTs and we spoke about the fact that objectives must be specific. They must be measurable. They must be, um, what is the A for achievable? They must be relevant and they must be what? Time bound. Then, then now, so the, the key question we need to ask ourselves is, okay, if that is what objectives should look like, then what are the functions of objectives? Why are objectives important for companies? Why are they important? So what are the functions of objectives? So that is what we want to look at, functions of objectives. Now, you know that whilst when we were talking about mission, we looked at the importance of mission and corporate development right in corporate development the same thing happens to objectives objectives also play a key role in corporate uh, uh, um, development so we want to look at the objectives and we are going to be talking about five uh, uh, functions that objectives play the first one is planning certainly certainly so objectives define what a plan is about so if we have a plan that okay we want to increase our profitability we want to increase or maximize the wealth of the shareholders we want to satisfy our customers we want to increase our market share that is it but objective gives us that well-defined uh, 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 about the plan that we have so if we want to increase our market share by what margin so objective help us to be definite on the plan that we have set for ourselves then another function of objectives is also what we call responsibility responsibility objectives define the responsibility of managers and departments yes so when we set an objective that all right this year we want to increase our uh, uh, profits by say 20% now uh, uh, in a moment I'll be talking about this but maybe let me just chip it in here you see one way to talk about objectives uh, to the, the classify objectives you know I mentioned or we discussed about financial objectives and then non-financial objectives and I told you that there is always going to be that conflict of interest between the two objectives another way we can classify objectives is also to look at uh, to look at objectives as primary objectives and then secondary objectives what does it mean at first or initially companies will set primary objectives so for instance a primary objective for a company could be to uh, uh, increase profit or they want the growth in their profit by 20% uh, or by 30% that is a primary objective so at the end of the day we want profit to grow by 20% but then that primary objectives cannot be that primary objective cannot be achieved without supporting objectives to various departments to various units to various segments of the business now so those supporting objectives that will help us to achieve the profit growth are what refers to as what secondary objectives so if our primary objective is to increase profit is to have a growth in our profit then the company has to develop what uh, um, secondary objectives so some of the secondary objectives might include sales growth might include so sales department you have to increase sales by maybe 10 percent this year then continual technological innovation because if you want to increase profitability that means your system must work efficiently must work effective e effectively 
then customer service because if you're if you're you are innovating you are using state-of-the-art technology and your systems are working effectively and efficiently then you can satisfy your customers so we have to set objectives for our customer service department then product quality very important at the end of the day if you don't give us pro quality product you don't provide us quality service then we are not going to be what uh, 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 buying customers are not going to be buying so we need to look at our total quality management control and find out how we can improve upon the quality of our products efficient resource management or reducing the company's reliance on debt capital so all of these are secondary objective that we said now if you look at it carefully you realize that all of these secondary objectives relates to various departments in the business or various units in the business so what objective does is to now direct the uh, uh, responsibility or direct the managers of those departments and define their responsibility and what they are supposed to do for the given period under discussion so that if I am the head of the customer service department and the main objective is to increase profit by 20% this year then I have to make sure that my department satisfy customers when they launch they lodge a complaint we make sure we handle the complaint we channel the complaint to the specific department responsible for that and we make sure that we satisfy our customers if I'm the production manager then I have to make sure that the product we are producing is a quality product, has gone through all the quality control tests, has been approved by the Ghana Standard Authority or Food and Drug Authority. We have to make sure we are abiding by all laid down procedures. So that is the role. So it now defines the responsibilities that management managers of various departments would have to undertake in order for us to achieve the main objective of the company. Then the third function that um, objectives play is integration. Integration. Now, for, from my illustration about primary and secondary, objectives enables the organization to integrate the effort of different what, departments. So, primary objective, we want to grow profit. We want to increase profit. That is our primary objective. Right, so each department, we're going to be setting the objectives for you so that at the end of the day, we're going to synchronize that, integrate all that so that we can what, achieve the main objective so that nobody is going to be following their ego, right, to do things outside. So maybe the sales department wants to sell uh, 10,000 units, but the production department say we, want, we are going to produce 20,000 units. No, if you produce 20,000 units, who should sell the rest 10,000? The 10,000 is what we can sell. So you, it means that the objectives help us to now integrate the efforts of all the departments in order to achieve the main objective of the company. Then the third, the fourth thing is motivation. Remember, I said we said earlier that objectives motivate goals, motivate serves as a what motivation to to uh, the employees of the company. So the first step in motivation is knowing what is to be done. Objective must be created for all areas of performance. Okay, so we want to increase customer service by 10%. We want to increase the quality of the products by whatever percent. We want to increase our sales by 10%. So if we want to increase our sales by 10%, that means our sales executives must go out there 
page uh, customers, bring in more customers. If you want to increase the quality of our product, what is it that we must do? So it motivates people to bring out what they are best. Okay, now this year the company said we should do this. Now, if we do it, we are going to be getting promotion. If we do it, we are going to get uh, maybe a share in the profit of the company. So that motivates people to bring out their best. Then the last thing is that objective says as an evaluation to an evaluation to because remember we said objective must be what measurable measurable so we're gonna have after we set an objective to increase our profit we're gonna develop key performance indicators for each of the department against that key performance indicator we are going to be what measuring their performance if they are going to evaluate whether yes we achieve our objective whether we were able to meet our mission and we'll be looking at key performance indicators and uh, um, critical success factors in a moment and then you see how it fuses because usually what happens is that the mission of the organization establishes or express the fundamental uh, objectives of the company then the critical success factors are the building block of the company meaning that the critical success factors are the areas that the organization must excel in order for it to achieve its mission but in order for the organization to ensure that it is excelling in those key areas there has to be key performance indicators for each of the critical success factors so that it will enable the company to achieve its mission and we'll be looking at that in a moment so that is what we can talk about or discuss when we talk about the issue in relation to functions of objectives what objectives do to the organization now when it comes to objectives there is what refers to us there are various time horizons for objectives we can have long-term objectives we can also have what short-term objectives and there are some times where there, there will be a trade-off between long-term objectives and short-term objectives so we want to discuss some of the um, issues in relation to long-term and then short-term objectives so time horizon So short term, long term, we good? Right. Now, objectives are set, as I mentioned, for various time horizons. You can have short term objectives, you can have long term objectives. Usually we will call um, short term by concentration on immediate or short term objective for immediate profit at the expense of long term security. Now, sometimes management, in order to appear to the shareholders and in order to uh, appear that they are working well, will sacrifice long-term objective for short-term objective. Why is that so? Because long-term means long-term, right? And chances are people or shareholders, even though at the back of their mind, five years from now, ten years from now, they want to see the company big, they want to see some results today. So you may be undertaking some strategies, some policies, some objective in the long term, but almost always management is tempted in order to keep their job, in order to satisfy the shareholders, to sacrifice long-term objectives for the short-term objectives. For instance, for instance, a company's primary objectives might be to increase its earnings per share from say 30 cents to 50 cents in the next five years. 
Strategies for achieving these objectives might be selected to include the following. Increasing the profitability in the next 12 months by cutting expenditure. Listen carefully. Increasing profitability in the next 12 months by cutting expenditure. So you, you want to increase your earnings per share, EPS, from 30 cents to 50 cents or 0.3 dollars to 0.5 dollars in the next five years but the objective you're going to set for yourself strategies for achieving that will be in the next 12 months you're going to be increasing profitability by cutting expenditure meaning you're going to be reducing your expenditure meaning you go now you remember that even though cutting cost is the ob it has to be a key objective of a company there are certain costs when you cut them it means you are sabotaging the long-term success of the company for instance if there is an acquisition that you need to make if there is an asset that you need to buy if there is an investment that you need to make you are going to be sabotaging all of those things at the expense of your short-term profits that you want to make which will not enable the company to gain competitive advantage in the future then Increasing export sales over the next three years. That is that is certainly uh, something that we look at. So let's look at um, um, trade-offs between short-term and long-term objectives. So what are the trade-offs? Because you see, in order for the company, as I mentioned, management, they would they wouldn't uh, they always look at the long term, but they also want to find out what is happening now they want to also make sure profit is being made now so there's going to be some trade-off there's going to be some sacrifices so decisions which involve the sacrifice of long-term objectives include the following so we want to look at some decisions that uh, when management takes they are sacrificing the long-term objectives for short-term objectives you know we're going to be looking at six of them or five of them one postponing or abandoning capital expenditure projects which will eventually contribute to growth and profits in order to protect short-term cash flows and profits. That's it. So you postpone or you abandon long-term uh, project. Like what I said, there is an asset we need to buy. There is a project we need to undertake. There is an acquisition we need to make. We, we need to make. There is an improvement in our technological systems that we need to make. But in order to make sure that yeah, money is flowing so that we can boast that, yes, we have surplus cash we can boast that we have profit because remember when you buy out it means you're going to prepare a cash flow statement and boom there, there's not going to be any money left there so management can do that sacrificing long-term objectives even though those things will increase growth and profitability in the future they're going to sacrifice that for short-term profits two cutting research and expanding research and development expenditure to save operating costs and so reducing the prospect for future product development. Ultimately, cost leadership as a whole is a short-term strategy. That's it. That's it. Now, every company, irrespective of the product or the service that they are uh, that they, they are selling, they must always add something. They must always add something new, right? So. To be able to add something new or improve on the existing thing, uh, on the existing products or services, they have to do undertake research and development. But research and development means there's going to be increase in the cost of uh, uh, in the cost. There's going to be money going out there. So what companies do is that many companies will do is they will ignore the research and development. They will cut it. So how much that is supposed to have gone into that aspect? They won't go. They won't spend that money so that they can have more money 
in the short term to save and that is not a good thing third reducing quality control to save operating costs but also adversely affecting reputation and goodwill that's it because there are certain products they must go through some levels of quality for instance there are some sachet water that you don't even know if they were really approved uh, or, or licensed or allowed on the market by the Ghana Standard Authority and the Food and Drug Authority I don't really know because it's you don't know the difference you, you, you can't even distinguish that this is a filtered water why because this companies reduce quality control now once you are reducing quality control to save cost as a company it's good your profit will be high but you are sabotaging what your goodwill your reputation what people know you for so there are certain people there is no way they are going to be what buying from you so that is what happens usually why companies that is the product life cycle we'll be looking at that later on products reach their peak and they begin to decline because what companies do to bring their uh, products at the maximum at the peak stage here that is the uh, maturity stage here they stop doing it they, they, they give out the quality of the product they don't pay attention to the quality again or they know people will buy then all of a sudden people start the taste has changed the flavor has changed the smell has changed uh, uh, um, uh, everything about the product has changed and so gradually people stop buying it and they start spreading the news this product has destroyed and I hope you've heard that story before that is the idea here that is what's happening they are sacrificing quality at the expense of their reputation and goodwill which is a key asset of the company to help it to grow in the foreseeable future and gain competitive advantage in their industry and then reducing the level of customer service to save operating costs but sacrificing goodwill that's it because customer service costs money customer service costs money so companies will reduce so there you, you they, they sell products and hundred people call in that we have a problem with our products can you come and see it for us so imagine you are a multi tv installer right so like i'm going to use that example we you are a multi tv installer or let me use myself i'm a multi tv installer then i've installed multi tv for how many people let's say 100 people then after the installation it was coming right then i told them if there is any problem call me i'll come and check it for you i'm not going to take you anything then after one month two months of installation for these hundred people about 60 of them called me that they have problem with their digger box uh, right they have problem they, they some channels are not appearing so i should come and see now traveling to this 60 people just to go and check and solve the problem for them is a cost if you don't take care the profit i made from the hundred installation i'm going to be spending that on the services of the 60 people so chances are i'm not going to be able to talk to go to those 60 people i mean just go to 10 people the rest i'll keep giving them excuses 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 what is happening I am sacrificing my goodwill meaning they cannot recommend my service they cannot recommend what I do they cannot recommend me as a, 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 as, a, as a as an installer that will come and do anything for them what am I doing I have just sacrificed my goodwill which as I mentioned earlier is an asset that will help the company for, for sustainable growth and also to gain sustainable competitive advantage in the industry then the last thing is 
cutting training cost or recruitment so the company might be faced with skills shortage cutting training cost so we know as a company we need to train our employees we need to train them there are no accounting standards the accountants the accounts department must know about it there are new tax laws the accounts department must know about it there are new softwares the IT department must be trained about it there are new banking software our our the, our whole staff must be trained on how they are supposed to deal with customers they are supposed to talk about governance they are supposed to talk about customer service we need to train our employees on a regular basis so that they will be able to satisfy our customers so that we will be able to sell more so that we'll be able to make more profit but many a time that training is going to cost money now the money we pay plus the time that they are not going to be working attending that training attending that workshop so we are spending money so many companies reduce the training cost and when that happens people become obsolete so somebody is a chartered accountant or somebody has gathered a knowledge to, in the year 2000 about IT about banking about accountancy about uh, whatever softwares uh, systems in 2000 and we are in 2019 it's not gonna work so if that person has not been trained the person will be using a lot of out-of-date archaic uh, uh, um, concepts and principles and understanding that would damage the company but these are some of the things that companies do in sacrificing long-term goals for short-term goals so that they can appear well to their uh, shareholders and shareholders will be happy will be happy this year they will be happy next year but the company is not improving the company is not improving and before you realize it the company is gradually coming down to the decline stage and the company is folding out so that is what you you have to understand in relation to that now one thing also that you need to understand about objectives and goals is that um, companies set various objectives or goals for various uh, aspects of the business because remember what we mentioned that when you set a primary goal you want to grow profit we want to increase our profitability you need to set what some uh, other objective for various departments so we want to look at some goals for the markets and some goals for the products of the of the of the company and then we conclude on on, on those ones so goals for markets and marketing so sometimes companies can set several goals for their markets and the way they market their products and we want to look at four of those goals number one market leadership market leadership so a company can set a goal that we want to be leaders in the markets in other words we want to have uh, uh, we want to be the preferred choice we want to dominate in the market so whether the organization wants to be in the want to be the market leader or the number two in the market what rate of growth it desire and so on that's market leadership so maybe we want to be in the top five of the firms in that industry boom it's a goal that we set and we set objectives around it to be able to achieve that second one is coverage what are the product range need to be expanded so what kind of range of products do we have so now people uh, companies are developing a lot of a lot of line of products so they may have soap then they have different different kind of soap they may have drugs then they have different different kinds of drugs and people can choose from various uh ones just to uh, increase the coverage of that 
products and to flood the market. Then the third thing is positioning. Whether there should be an objective to shift position in the market. Example, from producing low cost for the mass market to high cost specialized products. So we can set a goal in our position. Do we want to be a luxury brand or we want to be uh, a local brand? So for instance, if you look at the um, clothing or fashion industry, we can talk about Gucci, we can talk about Prada, we can talk about Hermes, we can talk about Tom Ford, we can talk about Louis Vuitton. These are luxurious brand. You get it? Luxurious brand. So that is their position. Now there are other brands that now the prices of this product have mentioned of their products very expensive. Okay? Very, very expensive. Now there are other brands that they are not interested in the specialist, high class, high high price products. They also have their position. So we as a company we set a goal. Do we want to produce a low-cost product and sell to the masses or produce a high-cost product, high-value product and sell to the specialists and sell to the wealthy. Car manufacturing companies the same way, the same way. So if you check, it is not everybody in the world that can buy Rolls Royce, that can buy Bentley, that can buy, um, what else, Ferrari, that can buy um, Bugatti, right? Because these are vehicles in that class but if you go to what we call third world country developing countries you can see Toyota you can see uh, Honda you can see um, 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 what else Kia right now that so it's about positioning it's about positioning even though those brands also produce some luxurious uh, cars to match what Bugatti and Ferrari does it is not at that level so what what do we want to be our position we must we can set a goal for that and then la the last thing is expansion whether there should be an objective of broadening the product range or extending the organization's market so how do we want to e extend so um, um, for instance we realize that online uh, uh, sorry on campus uh, lectures was limited we wanted more so we launched our online study portal that is why you can study here with me and so we have expanded the market we've brought in our market more revenue is coming in and it helps us to become markets the leaders or part of the leaders so when I mentioned five top schools around there is no way you can mention it without mentioning uh, premium education hub when you're talking about top-notch lecturers that are known across the country there is no way you can mention without mentioning insurer premium why because of the objective because of the goal we set for the market that is it then we can set a goal for products and services that is for the product specific and for the service specific like labor productivity objectives capacity production then the quality objectives all of these are various objectives that we can set for ourselves as a company that's what we can say for ourselves as a company so these are what you need to understand about objectives but along with objective is targets so these are generally expressed in concrete numerical terms and therefore usually used to be to measure progress and performance. Okay? So targets. So targets will be more specific than objectives, right? So targets could be all right, sales department, this month you're gonna increase sales by 20%. You're gonna increase sales this month by 20%. 
That is a target is given to them. Now, microfinance do that a lot. They give target to their uh, mobile bankers and say, this month you have to bring 10,000 uh, Ghana cities or 20,000 Ghana cities. Sales executives of uh, companies are giving the same target. Um, invested uh, loan loan uh, offices of companies are giving the same target that this month you bring in this investment or you, you give out this loan. Good loan for that matter. Good loan for that matter. So that is what you need to understand about targets. Now, so the final thing we want to talk about on organizational mission and objective is one of my favorite things of all time, critical success factors. Critical success factors and key performance indicators, KPI. Okay, so CSFs and then KPIs. So what are critical success factors, factors and what are key performance indicators? So let's take the definition quickly. Critical success factors are the few key areas where things must go right for the organization to flourish. <laughs> where things must go right for the organization to flourish. So, critical success factors, it means that when you take the organization as a whole, what are the aspects of the organization that we must make sure we, do not, we don't mix in order for the company to grow. So for instance, if we are a school, what, are, what will be the critical success factors? We can put a couple of events up. For instance, we can talk about the issue in relation to um, um, location. We can talk about building. We can talk about environment. We can talk about quality of lectures. We can talk about steady materials. We can talk about um, 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 mode of, uh, of studying. We can talk about um, other, other factors, all right? Accounting systems that, are, that we use. We can talk about um, our presence on the social media. We can talk about advertisements, all right? Now, these are nine areas that I've listed. The question is, which of these nine areas are we supposed not to compromise in that we must make sure we get it right in order for us to achieve our objective? Is it the lecturers? Is it the quality of the teaching? Is it the accounting systems we are using? Is it our presence on the social media? Is it the advertisements that we make? Or what is it? Is it the location of our school? Is it the building that we have? Is it the environment that we are studying in or we are providing the tuition in? What are the key areas of these nine things I've listed that the company must focus on, get it right, in order for the overall objective of the company, maximizing the wealth of the shareholders and meeting the expectations of the stakeholders will be achieved or will be fulfilled that is what we mean by critical success factors so that is your assignment what do you think are the uh, areas that we have to focus on as an educational institute let me give you a guideline number one we cannot compromise um, the learning environment it's very important it cannot be a noisy environment right so the learning environment is very important then the lecturers, 
very very important so if we bring somebody on board who doesn't know the thing well who doesn't you know teaching it's not about just knowing teaching is an act all right it's an act it is something that uh, uh, it's inbuilt it's something that you have to develop so there are people who know the thing but they cannot explain they cannot teach it right they cannot use the right words they, because they don't know how to do it so we have to be careful about electrics now the accounting systems we use as a company is not really something that is critical for our success as a company because it's not really a, it's something critical it's about the customer and the team that we have to be able to meet the customer's need that's critical then our presence on social media now IT is everywhere so our presence online is critical that's why we are on YouTube we are on Instagram we are on iTunes we are on Facebook we are on stitches then we are online at insurepremiumuniversity.com and premiumonlinehub.com so what areas should we focus on as a business must we really look at as a business in order for the overall objective of the company to be achieved that is what we mean by critical success factors now Johnson Schultz and Whittington describe a six-stage process for using critical success factors now remember I told you that critical success factors goes with key performance indicators so before we talk about the six-stage uh, uh, process in using critical success factors let's also look at um, key performance indicators now key performance indicators so once an organization has defined its critical success factors it also needs to it also need to know whether it is delivering on them so if we know our critical success factors we must know whether we are delivering on them this is done by setting key performance indicators which measure how well the organization is performing against its critical success factors okay so the key performance indicators are what we the benchmark the standards that we set against which we're going to be measuring to see whether we are delivering on our key performance uh, on our critical success factors very important very important right so let's look at the six stages quickly one identify the critical success factors for the process under review so we identify so like, like i mentioned i mentioned nine things so which of these nine will be important? We need to identify it. Two, identify the underlying competences required to gain a competitive advantage in each of the critical success factors. So the nine things that I've mentioned, which ones will help us to gain competitive advantage in the industry? Because at the end of the day, we want to gain competitive advantage. Gaining competitive advantage means satisfying uh, customers properly producing quality products uh, satisfying other stakeholders and then ultimately maximizing the wealth of our shareholders that's the second thing third ensure the list of competences is sufficient to generate competitive advantage so that the competences that we list we must make sure that it triggers that thing to, for us to gain competitive advantage. Four, develop performance standards. That is key performance indicators. So once we have identified, all right, these are the key areas. We need to take care of the environment that we, we, we are located. We need to take care of the lecturers. We need to be high on social media. 
on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, then we need to take care of the steady materials that we are using. If these are the four things we want to really focus on to give us that competitive edge, then we need to develop performance standards, that is key performance indicators for each of these four things. Then five, ensure these standards cannot be matched by competitors, meaning that we must set something that competitors cannot match. Because remember what we said under strategy by Henry Mitzbeck. Your strategy must ploy. It must trick. It shouldn't be easily uh, 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 copied by your competitors. If they can be matched by competitors, they will not form the basis of competitive advantage. Because if we set a certain benchmark and our competitors can also have that benchmark, then we can gain competitive advantage. So we must go beyond what they said you must go beyond what they said are you getting the idea that's it then the last one is monitor competitors and assess the impact of the critical success factors on any response competitors may make on any response competitors may make so you're going to be monitoring you're going to be monitoring okay what are they make what are they doing if they do something that is within our lane then we do so just recently uh somebody asked me all right now, you, Premium Education Hub is the only institution providing the ICA uh, online. As of 2019, as of the time we are shooting this video, only uh, um, how many people? Uh, only Premium Education Hub. So we are the premium institution. So somebody asked me, if another institution comes up and provides the tuition online, what are you going to do? And I said we have that covered already. And I'm not going to tell you what we're going to do because that's a strategy, right? So we have that covered already. If somebody comes up on board and does something, we have a way to deal with that because we want to be leaders in the economy. So we are monitoring in the markets. We are monitoring and we're looking at how we can be that. And always, every semester, we make sure that we keep or we increase what we are doing by a top notch. So since we started, every semester, every semester, we are adding a layer and people are getting to know the brand. People are getting to understand the brand. People are getting to familiarize themselves with the brand people are getting satisfaction people are getting fulfillment and that is what we are looking at as an organization so these are the six uh, processes a six stage process that Johnson Schultz and Whittington uh, discuss when we are um, using critical success factors so in a nutshell what what are we saying here in a nutshell in a nutshell what are we saying in a nutshell, what we are saying here is that the vision and mission of an organization expresses the fundamental objectives. That is, what do we want to achieve as a company? Okay? So the vision and the mission of an organization expresses the fundamental objectives of their company. What do we want to achieve? Why do we exist? What do we want to achieve? Then, critical success factors are the building blocks which will enable an organization to implement its mission and thereby achieve future success. So the critical success factors are the various things that we will do in order to implement what we want to achieve as a company. So critical success factors becomes the building block. And then finally, key performance indicators are the measures which indicate whether or not the critical success factors are being achieved which indicates 
whether or not the critical success are being achieved. Now, it is very important for you to understand the relationship that exists between these three things. Mission and vision expresses the fundamental objectives of the company. Critical success factors are the building block that enable the company to achieve its objective. Then key performance indicators are used to measure how well an entity is delivering on the key performance indicators. It's very important for you to know the relationship between these three in relation to that. So these are what you need to understand when we talk about organizational mission and objective. Very important. Now, for your information, when it comes to strategic management issue, it is very important for you to understand the three things I just mentioned, the interconnectedness. It's very important because developing key performance indicators, and we're going to be dealing with some cases later on in the, in the study, um, and we'll be, we'll be uh, bringing those cases up and discussing those cases as and when we progress in the course. And you will know how companies set their mission and vision, um, the critical success factors, and then key performance indicators. Then we'll take some real case studies. We have companies that we have already looked at their uh, cases. We have considered their illustrations. And we're going to be bringing that on board and discuss that with you so that you really understand how these three things are used by companies across the world. Because every company have a key performance indicator, have a critical success factors that they're looking at, and certainly have a mission, vision, and an objective. So these are what you need to understand when we talk about organizational mission and objective. So that's it, and I'll see you in the next lesson as we start with organizational performance and organizational culture. So I'll see you in the next lesson as we continue with our studies.